1: Today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Ponko Chicken. Ponko Chicken, if you did not already know, is a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine. Uh, There are stores, if you're not familiar, um, all around the Atlanta area. Uh, There's one in Marietta now. There's one in Buckhead. There's one in Chamblee. There's one in uh, Midtown. They're popping up everywhere because Ponko is awesome and uh, they're like family, so um go check out Ponko if you have not already. It is the home of the award winning Japanese American chicken tender, just to brag on them a little bit more. They were Verizon Super Bowl Live top selling vendor, three-peat Taste of Atlanta Award winner, um Midtown Alliance Best Taste winner. Just they won all the awards because Ponko is great and Ponko is delicious. So if you are in the Atlanta area and are looking to try something new and good and delicious, Go check out Ponco Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. Uh, also, if you have not already, go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com. It's where all of my episodes to all of my podcasts are, all of my writing that I do, uh, more information on me and who I am um, and why you should be listening to this podcast and reading my work and all of that great stuff. Go do that. Go to Chase Thomas Podcast today. If you're an Apple podcast listener, go ahead and leave me five stars and a rating and a review. That's great. I need it. Um, It helps the show continue to grow and all of that good stuff. Um, You can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, like I said, Apple, Google Play, everywhere where you can get your podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast will be there. So go do that today. Um, all right. I think that's everything. We can get into today's episode. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Friday afternoon edition of the Chase Notes Podcast. Old friend Mike Pellucci is here. Mike, good afternoon, sir. How are you?
0: Doing all right, man. Sheltering indoors. Uh, No sports means I'm like fairly caught up on most of the wrestling I would actually watch, which uh, normally that doesn't always happen. But within a week of like, you know, an NXT spread out takeover and mania and all that stuff. But uh, here we are. Ready to talk some some graps, some grappling, some wrestling.
1: I am just going to, because I was thinking about this of how I wanted to set up a a podcast following a Drew McIntyre big win with you, and yeah, buddy. I, uh...
0: Not only a Drew McIntyre big win, but WWE doing the right thing and letting Johnny win Johnny the Johnny Champ Award. War. This is this is the best wrestling week of my life.
1: That match was so bad. I, I I hated it so. We'll much. get we'll get to it. <laughs>
0: We'll, we'll get to it. It wasn't their best, but it's all they needed to do was the right thing narratively, which is what they did.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that, but I, okay. Um, it was fine. Was it? Okay. I'll, I'll save my Johnny Gargano Chompa stuff, but um, I did love Bix, like going off on like Shawn Michaels producing that whole thing. And the, the Bix, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels war is incredible subplot of wrestling Twitter that I'm following and very much enjoying. Um but yeah. I'm actually I agree with him that uh, if it really is Sean I don't know how you know who's doing what but the that match I the hand holding oh, part I mean, Johnny, was hilarious.
0: Johnny Johnny There was there was that I mean that was also it kind of in a different way reminded me of Omega Okada 1 where Omega grabbed Okada's wrist as he was collapsing and then you know that was always the signature moment of the first mm. one uh, Johnny is clearly Sean I mean Johnny I mean Johnny's very open about how Sean is his role model they're very close so if you want to be cynical and say, well, of course Sean put him over, then there you go. But I mean it's uh, the right move. The There's a lot more
1: value in Ronnie yeah, than Ciampa. Champa is someone that if he gets caught up to the main roster, he's he's gonna be in that Cesaro zone, I think, where he's probably never getting a world title run, he's never getting the comp a show built around him, he's never going to thrive outside of the NXT Incubator. But I think Gargano can, and depending on where he goes, Gargano's just—he'll have enough of a just a babyface push and like a, a mini version of what Daniel Bryan did. I—I I think that's more feasible. So yeah, I—I I think not.
0: I didn't even think it had to be. Yeah, I mean that's the big picture view, and it's good that you said that because I wasn't even to think that big picture with it. And for the record, like I should say that. I don't think there's ever been a guy that they've signed to NXT from the Indies who was known, who has grown so much as Champa. Like I watched, I saw Champa wrestle live several times, PWG fall to ring of honor. And I was always like, you know, I don't quite get it. Who master the ring, which is fucking awesome. Uh, what like he's been so and, and even when he teamed with gargano i was like this dude is clearly the genetti to to gargano's Shawn michaels now full disclosure for people who haven't heard of this podcast before and like know my my feelings i've literally watched johnny gargano wrestle since he was like 19 years old so he's been, always been my dude but he was always been my dude because i like even in the early part of the last decade before he was like that big of a thing i was like this guy is the real deal but setting that aside i was i mean I don't think I can deny how good gotten and how much of a character he's become and how just much he's grown. Like I, to me, Gargano going over has nothing to do with Champa's potential one way or the other. It's literally just, uh, they need a heel in the worst way. And you know, that's fresh because they got to take the belt off of Cole at some point they need. And they clearly, the whole idea of Balor being a heel is kind of gone by the wayside because fans don't want to get behind that. They don't want to pull for him. Um, gargano does that the other thing too is that look for as many matches as he's had like i think at this point it's not too much of a stretch to say gargano is probably the best NXT performer there's ever been most oh, has big hold on hold on hold, ever... hold
1: on hold on hold on hold on what? hold on don't know about that you, sir you're really gonna challenge this
0: yeah you're really gonna challenge this the guy has more five-star matches than anyone all of i think if cole had been How around as NXT long as
1: he had i think it would be cole
0: Cole's best work in a ring came with Gargano, and that's not a coincidence. Just like, uh, just like Almas got elevated in the, in the ring when he wrestled Gargano. Just like Ciampa's best stuff in the ring has been with Gargano. Gargano I'm makes everybody around Shinsuke him there. better in addition to doing all the stuff he does. I'm joking. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, Johnny could probably make Shinsuke look good. He's that good in the ring. Mm. He can make Shinsuke look good. Um, but anyways, like for all the moments that he's had, he hasn't come out on top at the end of one of these feuds. Yeah. He never got the final victory over Almas. He never got it over Adam Cole, and they truncated his title run just like they did Sami Zane's. Um, what was the other one? I mean, he has the one-off the Balor, and he goes under. He had to have this, and he especially had to have it because, like, look, as much as I, I think the whole arc that they had, even if you didn't love this last match, and I thought it was fine, but really, I, I give it somewhat of a pass more than I would Edge and Orton, for instance, just because I was like, you know, we've already seen these dudes wrestle so many bangers and do so many different things. It's like, what could you realistically ask them to do especially in a constrained environment that we're in wrestling wise, what could you ask him to do in the ring that they haven't done for me? All you need to do is end it narratively. And I think the big reason it worked was having Gargano that win to the end NXT needs another top heel. And that's what Gargano is going to be, which is going into the going into this rubber match, which, you know, they didn't want to, like, they shouldn't have had, but you had it because the, it was supposed to end with Gargano wrestle champ at mania last year and champ gets hurt. But when you do it, Going into this, I was skeptical because I was like, one, are we really doing this again? And I, you know, but two, it's like, uh, like, I honestly found myself sympathetic towards Gargano because Gargano's whole argument, like, yeah, he was acting like a shithead, but his argument was basically, hey, this guy ruined my life for three years and was a terrible person and he leaves for a little while and all of a sudden you're guys like, oh, cool, that's fine. And now you want me to just forget that and pretend everything's normal. That's not cool. And he had a very good point, and nobody ever really redeemed Champa. And so when you don't really redeem Champa other than he's back and we feel bad for him the person, and we liked this guy, and you don't have Gargano, as- like if he's a built it up, then you could put him as the heel going in. So going into this plan, I don't know how this is going to work out. But when you left the match. You know, say what you want. some people said oh, I was overbooked with Candace. I disagree only because Candace coming in was the pivot point to make Champa realize that he poisoned Gargano into what he is. And he can't be that guy anymore. He can't do this thing anymore because all it's gonna do is lead to more and more bad blood, more and more awful things. And when Champa is sitting there and apologize to him, that is Champa redeeming himself as a baby face. That is Champa burying the past, which we never had anything going into this match to do. And then the flip side of it is then Johnny taking advantage of that to win and, you know, use Tampa's own finisher on him is fully pushing into the dark side in a way that we didn't have before. So it worked, it worked for the near term. If you believe what Chase believes, that you're, you know, if you have long-term potential and not a Gargano, so that's exactly what they needed to do. And I'll never look at this one match as they've legitimately put an into this angle. I, all I wanted to do was just end it the right way. You know, it's almost like ending a, a TV series. That's how long this arc has gone. That's how complicated it's been. And I, as far as that goes, I thought they stuck the landing. So I love so it. So
1: who's leaving NXT because those two cannot be around together anymore. Like that's gotta be over now.
0: No, they, just, they just said, well, but here's the thing though, right? Like if the, if the, the argument or if the whole thing, Triple H said was just, you two can't keep fighting each other. Like to me, I mean, one, I don't know to what degree you can ever totally end it between the two of them you know when there's that much bad blood. But and I saw this on Twitter when I was having a conversation with someone, I can buy it ending with this ending only because again, like you saw that conversion from Champa of this is awful. Look what I turned this person into. And you know, old Johnny Jorgana was the purest of pure baby faces. My Psychological torture made him to this person. I can't do this anymore. So yeah, you could theoretically like it is. It isn't perfect. It's a little clumsy to just imagine that Champa would just walk away after how he got screwed like that. But I also do think they did enough of a work that I can you know enough work in that closing, you know, act of the match that I can buy Champa saying you know what I'm gonna do something else because nothing nothing will ever get resolved. Like this guy is lost. Like I poisoned him. Mm-hmm. He's gone fully to the dark side. If I, I stay that person, more bad things will happen. I'm just going to leave it alone and do something
1: else. Yeah. I would call. I, I, could buy I it. would just put, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, you have Killer Cross sitting there, so I think Gargano the one who stays, and I think Champa going to Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> like
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't love. They clearly. Like, you saw, you know, Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux in the car yeah. staring at Johnny and uh, Candice. I absolutely hate that idea right now because all you're. Do is you're either going to water down this mega heel that you were just you just built, or you're going to water down this big debut you've been teasing. Like they should have killer cross work Keith Lee and take that belt. Like and I love Keith Lee a whole lot. You know, one of my absolute favorites. So it's nothing on Keith Lee. It's just if you really want to bring this dude in and make him into a monster, you have him take that belt right away. Because you're you're in a no win situation trying to work him in Gargana right now.
1: Not a great name. I don't like the Dexter whatever they have. what is it Dexter I already forgot the last name. Oh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, Loomis. It's very cringy to me. Not a fan. Um, I expect it to be Dexter very soon. Of the whole act or the name? I don't know. The whole name. It's just, I don't know. Not a fan. It, you're not going to leave this. I'm not a fan of the WWE uh, naming uh, situation. Not a not a great fan of that. <laughs> big shock you know what there. I love? I gave you this opening runway hmm. to just boast and enjoy Drew McIntyre's moment. Oh, that you that's, just have bypassed. That we're gonna do that, that right about now, Johnny Gargano, for ten minutes. I cannot I believe loved, you look, went the other way here. Not what I was expecting at all from you, Mike.
0: I, you don't know me that well. I will talk of Gargano before any other wrestler I, I know at that any, any other circumstance. Yeah, no, I mean Johnny. Johnny's my guy. That said, I'm glad you gave me a transition to brag. You know, to go into bragging about what I told you was going to happen uh, in this beautiful moment in the sun. Um, your boy Brock finally good for the team. Uh, God, that match was terrible. Like, I mean, listen, I know you love Brock and all that, but like, Brock clearly decided I'm not working tonight because that was. They could have had a really good match if Brock wanted to try, and it was very evident he didn't want to try. Um, it was just like, just kick me a few times and let's be done with this. Uh, but it had to happen now. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised by how it seems like he's really over his baby face. And when we talked about this, you know, this is my concern. I always thought Drew is a much better heel than he is a face, but you got to put the belt off of Brock. You got to build someone up. He's always been that platonic ideal of what Vince would want. And now he's really realized that. Um, I mean, everything about the win to that promo, he was, you know, kind of cutting before that weird, weird, big show match situation. That was, do do we know why that happened? Like, the match after the WrestleMania match. We're not gonna do this. Well, night, do this right now and, there, and tape it. Get
1: Big Show in there. That's always been my take.
0: <sighs> even even how he handled that, you know. Like uh, the only way I wish it would have been better was. You know, when Show's trying to go to him and Drew's like, I'm not that dumb. And then Show slaps him. I mean, Drew does that headbutt. And I would have loved it if Drew just came back and just headbutted him and put him down. Uh, and just, like, left the ring. That would have been incredible. But, you know, Big Show's an Netflix show. We were close Can't to having that. Braun Strowman um, and
1: Big Show as two world champions in 2020. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, how anticlimactic that Braun finally gets the belt now. I mean, like, after, after all the time.
1: I mean, it sucks for Mm -hmm. sure. Like I am, I mean, and Braun off screen, not doing himself any favors uh, a couple months ago on Instagram, but I, I figured they were going to put him in. Um, It makes the Fiend loss at Saudi Arabia that much worse uh, because if you're going to go down this road, but then again, we don't get the best WrestleMania match, which was Cena Wyatt, which is what I predicted on this podcast. Oh my God. It's so amazing. That I was like, no, this is perfect. Like this match would have sucked in front of a crowd like some of these matches we look at and we're like this needed to be like edge orton need to be in front of people like that match needed to be around human beings this match did not this match needed to be the weirdest most overproduced mess humanly possible and that's what
0: but there was but you know like here's the thing it was i mean contrast that to aj and undertaker yeah that was great too aj undertaker was fun it was fun and it was what it would be for those two performers. But it was also like, it was ultimately like, this is a Chuck Norris movie. And like, that's cool. Uh, but everything about this scene, a live match, like it was weird, but there was a lot of layering to it and it was kind of genius. And it was genius because one, like say what you will about Bray in the ring. I know you're, I know you're a Bray skeptic. I've always been a Bray believer, uh, but the dude clearly hasn't like, he's clearly going to mind for this stuff all of his concepts only work if a like Vince signs off on him being drawn like Satan as a pilot. make sure that Cena is self-aware and willing to play along with this at this point in his career, John Cena 10 years ago would never agree to any of this. Uh, but I mean, that was incredible. Like I was watching, I was like, Oh my God, this is like the meta commentary of all meta commentaries. And then it ended right where it needed to be, which was basically like, you should have put me to fuck over last time. You didn't now I'm more evil and more mean and I'm going to destroy you. And you know, it was great as opposed to like, listen, I mean, I think what just Cena has much less to offer in the ring and he's wrestling AJ freaking styles. And of course, you know, AJ goes under as opposed to this where it's like, if Cena wanted, to Wrestle Cena could still wrestle at a pretty high level, like fairly high, right? And Cena very like was not only willing to do the job, but did the job in a way that basically like, you know, sort of played along to every negative stereotype that people have ever had about him. And I know he doesn't really care that much about it, but it's still like a hell of a thing to put you know your ego on the line like that and essentially it's not even poking funny yourself because like it wasn't done in a way that really winks at the camera it was basically just like a laying bare like i don't know it was like laying bare of his soul almost in a wrestling ring of his whole journey it was wild like i was i mean that there are very few things if ever in not only wrestling but especially WWE wrestling that make you think Man, I need to watch this shit again because I don't think I totally even got all the stuff they were trying to do the first time. This is that rare thing. It was so good.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I mean, I thought it was it was what it needed to be. Um why would we see Roman Reigns again before next summer? I was thinking about that too. Where like if there's no vaccine, the reason he pulled out Mm -hmm. is because and for good reason Mm -hmm. is he had cancer and he has a compromise. I respect
0: the hell out of him for it.
1: And he's like, I'm out okay if there is no vaccine yeah. why would roman reigns ever come case. back because nothing's going to change like he's so still what was the thing they put the- at risk yeah. by traveling and doing anything else like even if testing gets better and they can test immediately and all that kind of stuff if he still gets it like he's in more jeopardy than other but other people like he is i, I don't understand yeah. how you bring roman reigns back before a vaccine and i wonder if they're thinking about that too and why that's not talked about more
0: well, I mean, I think you're totally right, but I think to talk about that, you have to talk about the much bigger question, which is like, how long are we on borrowed time watching wrestling right now? Like, it's amazing how I try to tell people, you know, cause I work for the athletic, right? So my job is traditional sports. And I've tried to explain to people like a couple different times, like when we're talking about baseball and I don't think baseball is going to come back anywhere near the time frame that they think it's going to, but wrestling has been going the whole time. And, like, at what point do we sit here and think these guys are in borrowed time? Because at least baseball, you don't actually have to be around anybody than staying at first base.
1: Uh,
0: You know, I mean, this involves people constantly touching each other and splitting all over each other. And yet we're just like, oh, I guess we're just going to keep, you know, both of these wrestling companies are going to keep going. Um, So, yeah, we might not see Roman Reigns until next summer, but, like, who's to say that by this summer or earlier we're not seeing wrestling period?
1: I, this is tough because I wrestling still going, they're taping a bunch. I, they're doing some weird stuff to get around the Florida restrictions. I, it's so hard to forecast because everything changes week to week. But I mean, I think NFL is happening no matter what. It, the biggest thing I'm confident about is the NFL is starting. Like, if it means no fans, whatever, yeah, the NFL is coming. The NFL I don't think they care. is going yeah. to do it. They have, like, there is power, and then there is NFL power. Like, my biggest thing was when that conference call that Trump had with all the different league commissioners, the only thing, to, the major thing to get yeah. out of it was the NFL perspective. <laughs> Even though Major League Baseball and NBA and NHL are literally in season right now, they didn't get any, like, yeah. co- like main, like, coverage and stuff out of that it was hey goodell you're fine we're we're gonna do it like he expects the nfl to be back by september like that was the main takeaway with all these other calls and all these other people on the call that that was the big thing like i just think that uh is is gonna happen i think college football can't like if college football doesn't come back at some point like the biggest thing i'm listening to like your colleagues andy staples and feldman were talking about that on staples show this week that everybody should check out where he was like uh, it's going to happen. It just might be like November when they start and going till March. It's just yeah. going to be pushed back, and that makes sense to me too. Because every
0: athletic department in the country, other than like Duke and Kansas, where basketball can pay for things, every other athletic department is going to like either go under or right. Like you're losing all these sports. Like, all it,
1: sports are potentially toast if college football does not happen this fall. Like people don't realize how much of these budgets come from football. And if it's just not there for a year and the gate sales just not being there for a year. Like these programs can't survive. And then they don't come back. It's not like you just make the money back next right. year. No, it's just gone.
0: Yeah. And so I, I do wonder how this is gonna affect wrestling at some point. Um you know it just feels I mean listen, we're talking about baseball starting and these guys living by themselves uh all the way, you know, like in Arizona or whatever in quarantine. I bet every cent I own that's not happening in pro wrestling right now. These people, you know, all these wrestlers and the talent and production, they're all home. Or, you know, I mean, in hotels, they're not sequestering themselves the way well, that they looked out Well they anyway. a lot of them are living there anyways, but it doesn't change the fact if you go home to your house, like who knows if, you know, what if you're assuming the other was out? What if you had a friend over? then what happens if one person catches it and is around all these other people? They're not controlled mm-hmm. We am wondering, I mean, WWE could take the time off a lot more than AEW could because WWE has all this archival footage. They could just air whatever the hell they wanted on USA and Fox and have entertainment to fill the blocks. Obviously, you know, those TV contracts aren't going to want that, but at least you can provide them content.
1: I don't know what AEW would do, which is why they, you know, they, you know try to go from Florida. I think they are still new enough. Where know, it's it, like the XFL thing what, where if you disappear for a while, like you're not, you don't have enough brand equity to withstand that long-term. I don't think they actually could.
0: Well, it's not only that. I mean, it's, it's that, but it's literally you would not have, what would you fill the programming hours with? WWE could fill years of programming True. if they want to. You could just broadcast your favorite old RAWs whenever you want, all the time. It's literally, I don't know what AEW could put on the and air they would just and do give Turner of video if packages, that happens. I I, I, that's only really going to work for so long. Yeah. You do this for a year. You know? so, and that's why they've already you know, try to move from Florida to now they're they're taping at the Nightmare Factory in Georgia. You know, because Cody co-owns that. Uh, so I don't know Wait, where but, is I mean, that in Georgia. To back, I live here.
1: I wonder where the Nightmare I would Factory it, is. I,
0: I would, ass, I mean, I would assume it's in Atlanta, right, or somewhere thereabouts. I know Cody lives in Atlanta. Um, it can't be that far.
1: Nightmare um, Factory. I'm looking it up right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. At what
1: point? Yeah, you know, I mean, look.
0: I think you're probably right that, like, at some point, we can't really presume our own brains is going to be around Oh it's, um, until it's
1: resolved. Okay, it's suburbs. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, there you
0: go. Um, let me ask you this: What of all the takeover and mania madness? What was your least favorite thing that you watched?
1: Hmm. Least favorite thing that I watched,
0: like, just main either for pure it could be whichever you want cuz like my answer to this question isn't necessarily the worst match but it's just the worst implication of what they decided to do.
1: Uh the, you're putting me on the spot here. I got to think about this. Um what was yours? While you're you answer yours <laughs> and I'll think about this for a second.
0: Uh mine was Charlie going over Rhea Ripley. Okay. I mean just I I I guess like look, I'm sure it will be great to see Charlotte and Shay. Uh and I guess like This could work in a way of like, you know, maybe it's like a Sina US Open challenge type deal where like she's really working to put other people over. But like, man, I mean, Rio is so
1: hot. And was she though? Her promos were really bad leading up. And like her being champion was actually pretty boring. I would say that she was handicapped a little bit after winning the belt. She was a lot more interesting chasing it than being on top, I would say.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I usually buy that if you're a pure underdog, but she's clearly like, you know, she clearly has the size of the skill. To be something really exciting. I she's mean, good. to me, like she was
1: Ripley, but I just think she's a boring champion. She's kind of like in that Drew zone. We're like, eh, maybe the chase is more than. Oh, no, yeah. talk about Drew like that. Drew, Drew is much better on the mic than Rhea. Is. Come on, yeah, I that. would agree. Um, you know, it's not good on the mic. Uh, so Charlotte's I mean, my there, thing with continue.
0: my thing with, yeah, I mean, I don't think Rhea is great on the mic. Rhea is also what twenty four. Like, yeah. I think the other thing about her too is like, yeah, remember, regardless of what we think, WWE put a rocket on her back. All through the fall into now, right? You know, having her in that, you know, in that War Games match when it was what, two on four, two on five, um, you know, having her at, you know, have that performance at Survivor Series, being on Monday Night Raw, wrestling Charlotte Flair, all this stuff. And they really could have made a statement because Charlotte could take that loss. You know, the way you were building Rhea, you could absolutely have her take that loss. And they didn't. And instead, Charlotte again, you know, and like at some point, like, just you got to let some other people do stuff. And I mean, it's kind of becoming the Cena thing, except like, or, you know, it's really more the Roman Reigns thing than I think it is the Cena thing, because I was, as much as people were tired of Cena, I always thought that was, I understood the inevitability of it, but Cena was always entertaining in a way that Roman has never been able to diversify his game with. And that's kind of Charlotte. Like, Charlotte isn't really changing up a lot of what she's doing. And, I
1: mean, I don't know. I have an answer. you're going to
0: have a wrestle in NXT.
1: Okay. It's a two-parter. Two-parter. Sorry. Okay. part one yes the Sami zane daniel bryan stuff where i'm like daniel bryan is winding down he admitted that he's not he doesn't see himself as a full-time wrestler and like if you told a wrestling fan 10 years ago that you get generico versus daniel bryan at a wrestlemania down the line you'd be like uh, oh awesome yep him yep it's the wrong character for this like i hate sammy Zayn's current character love the worker love the person but like it seemed it's just one of those things we're going to look back on that we're just like uh, this could have been a really cool big thing and they could have gotten a lot more than like 10 minutes of time like they could have done something really awesome together and i think this could have been like a WrestleMania show stealer if Sami Zayn was not a comedy weirdo and daniel bryan was um, a little bit more motivated and this was just propped up bigger i i think that was a huge swing and a miss there because this is a good pairing that we haven't seen on today television that i would have enjoyed seeing and like you could yeah. have built a whole feud with him having excellent choice yeah, so that was kind of a bummer and then the other one the biggest bummer yeah and this is something that i was talking yep. about for months Shayna Baszler sucks yep. Shayna Baszler really sucks <laughs> and that becky lynch Shayna Baszler stuff was awful um like i said becky lynch is not a great wrestler she's a good wrestler she needs to be with the right worker yep. to get the best out of her and they had that with oscar and Asuka was wasted by losing to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss again for whatever reason. They needed to... Is it... Once you've introduced those belts, I guess you have to keep them going forever. But, like... Yeah, but it's it's really petered like, out. it's bad. I mean, it's not 24-7 title bad. But, like, it it is such a waste. And it's clear that they're not going to really invest in the women's tag division. And if that's the case, why bother going yeah. back and forth here? And I just... It was all awful. And I think they've done a terrible job with yeah. that. And just i knew that was going to be a stinker baszler versus becky lynch and it was a stinker and they should have just done uh becky versus oscar
0: yeah no i mean i i think those are both excellent choices um the, the becky baszler thing yeah i mean shannon wrestles one style of match and look is much better wrestler than R- ronda rousey was let's give her credit well, there especially um, nia
1: jacks why
0: I, <laughs> I love that um probably not breaking that much news, I guess, if you really like connected the dots of the timelines and who she's wrestling and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and so there's the thing, right? Like we talk of like, you ask like, what's the implication of like, you know, knocking Rhea down a peg. Well, it's like build up another star, especially when, you know, like it took them so long to figure out what to do with Bailey. But now the things they've done with Bailey, I don't think is that interesting as opposed to like, it's, you know, there's a whole other podcast we can do, about the number of pure baby faces they have had to turn heel because they just couldn't figure out what the fuck to do to make it work. When you go to, I mean, it's happened more with women than men. I mean, Sammy's the big one, right? Where they screwed that up in the main roster. At least Gargano, I don't put in that category. Gargano had that run as a pure baby face. The only thing that they fucked up was they should have given him, and I, I feel like this was probably the plan was to let him beat Ciampa and let him spend a summer before he drafted it to Cole at, you know, probably Brooklyn. They should give him a baby face run for a little while, but like, they gave him time as a baby face. That's not a failure, but like, Sami Zayn on the men's side and the women's Bailey on the main roster. um, There's, uh, oh God, um, I just totally blanked on my whole point here. But they, yeah, I mean, it's Bailey, it's Sami Zayn. There's another name that's coming to mind that is just slipping my, like slipping my tongue. Oh, Candice LeRae when they turn her now. I mean, Candace was the archetypical underdog baby face, and they couldn't do anything with that. Dakota Kai, interesting. They did with Dakota, Dakota Kai, Kai too. I'm
1: about big Dakota Kai fan right here, but uh, no, Candace well, Lerae. They, is, I mean, uh, yeah, they, and they, 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 uh, they uh, well, uh, screwed uh, up I'm with Candice. Well, well,
0: but here's the thing: like, there's a reason Candace was so adored on in the Indies, and the reason she was adored in the Indies and it never worked in the main roster is what do they do the minute they put her on the main roster? She's just Johnny Gargano's wife. She's nothing for herself. They never developed who she was other than Johnny's wife. So you were doomed to fail, which is the other fringe benefit of how they ended this gargano Champa feud is like, listen, if you're going to make her just Johnny's wife, at least make her interesting. And now like them as this evil couple, uh, I guess you could, you could do stuff with that. I mean, not only Johnny's a single, but at least her doing something more active besides just playing games while in distress or you know being pissed at her husband or whatever it is. Um, So across the board, they just have this track record of just so many baby faces. I don't know what the hell to do with Bailey's one of them, but like how many women, I mean, other than Becky and Charlotte, you know, I guess that look, to be fair to them, they at least have two really huge stars as women who, you know, seem like company caring people because the men's side they have like none of those right now, but they could have had more if they had done their work, right. And I really thought they were building Maria up a big way and she could still be that, but it's, This was just the time. Like, freaking give her the win. You know, especially if you're going to push NXT as a brand. Let an NXT star win against one of your two pillars at Mania. That promotes your brand. That promotes Rhea Ripley as really a force to be reckoned with. I thought it would be great.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, Last two things. I know you got to go. Can we shout out, by the way? Oh, God.
0: Well, as I say, can we shout out the actual, uh, just as a pure wrestling match, the actual best match of WrestleMania, which was the insane freeway ladder match where, like... Listen, sometimes I, sometimes I look in the mirror and question, why do I like you know, grown men destroying their bodies for my amusement? But you really question it when they're doing it and there's nobody even there to watch. There's just three people just doing the craziest shit imaginable. Um, but that was, that was a really good match. That was like legitimately a great match. And I was just like, oh my God, like, nobody's even here to clap for this. But that crowd would have been so red hot if they were doing some of the stuff they were doing. I yeah. those three guys,
1: I enjoyed that match a lot. I would agree. That's fair shout out to john morrison big fan um and i also would have had jeff hardy be the one to beat goldberg and then we get the endeavor after theme every week on smackdown th- one of my favorite themes and like i would have put the belt on him today like let's go ahead and do it because you know who sucks braun Strowman. um last two things uh before we wrap up here um revival released is there any doubt they're going to AEW? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean the last time you asked this exact question and we both agreed there was no doubt was with Marty Skrull and here we are. So anything's possible. Oh Ring of Honor uh, but, but I would feel like
1: that's to join Marty Skrull and Ring of Honor.
0: <laughs> uh I mean I feel like it's pretty likely uh that they go to and I like dude, I mean their tag division is so good already. You put a team like that, that's legitimately different and fresh and you know, uh we talked before about how they need more heels. Um there's a there's a heel tag act that would work really well. Um are you more off on Dark Order these
1: days? than Oh, I'm a big Brody Lee guy. And I think he has big star potential. And uh, I, I think it's a little too goofy sometimes. Um, a little too goofy. But I think he backs it up in the ring. And I think it's fine. I think right now they're okay. I will gladly admit when they do stray a little bit too much. But right now I'm okay with Dark Order. And I love their video packages. Their video packages are just good. Like what they do is good off screen. Yeah. Um, Lance Archer too? I will watch a Lance Archer squash for the rest of my life. Everything about Lance Archer.
0: I will watch a Lance Archer squash, but I'm I'm not going to be so down for Lance Archer Cody, which is where that bracket is.
1: Yeah, Go. but Lance Archer is awesome, and I cannot believe how much I enjoy watching him wrestle.
0: Yeah, I mean him. I mean, dude, like I, <laughs> it's funny, right? It's sports entertainment. Uh, you know, everybody's getting paid for what they're doing. We all know we're signing up for. But good God, when I saw that he was wrestling Marco Sten, I was like. Uh, this is this,
1: perfect is this
0: yeah I mean, it was perfect it was perfect i was like is this ethical to put this dude
1: in the ring it's like one of those dude? where you look at and you're like how are we, how sure are we the same species? species like how is this the same thing yeah, like, oh, we're, totally. like how is this possible
0: it also by the way i mean and i'm not i think uh i think trevor dame on twitter uh shout out that guy because i enjoy his twitter account i think he was the first one that brought this up but like if you're AEW, and you knew the amount of hosses that you were about to sign, and, like a, and we think Brian Cage, uh, would you have forced Jake Hager into the inner circle in that role? That's a good point. Somebody I mean, wants to watch Jake Hager. I, um, like, nobody, I was nobody's backstage. enjoying anything. I, like,
1: uh, I, yeah, I, I was backstage a couple months ago for AEW in Atlanta, the best wrestling show of the last five plus years i would say like that show it was
0: pretty great look at you getting backstage look
1: at you yeah uh, you know gotta do a little humble brag shout out to Khan and the people there because you know what i don't care love AEW. the people are great the people are super nice friendly shout out the private party shout out to Sammy guevara who's the nicest human being in professional wrestling and uh, i think that's all the big shout outs but uh jake hager watching him walk around i i will say jake hager is a lot smaller than you would think in person Jake Hager is someone that you're not blown away Really? Luchasaurus is unreal in person. Like, it was one of those where I was, like, actually kind of intimidated and scared, like, walking near him. But I will say, Jake Hager, not the most intimidating person walking around. Like, it's just he's not... You would hope he's a lot bigger. But I would agree that, like, if you could do it all over, the inner circle would add... I mean, Lance Archer does make a lot I mean, of sense there. May, or, say, be per- or even Jeff Cobb, who they had, and I don't know what his status is. Jeff Cobb, I do. Yeah. Uh, I th- Well, I think
0: Jeff Cobb just wants to be a free agent and work like New Japan and all that stuff. But I mean, there's some deals let you cross over. Like I was, uh, I mean, I was listening to Jericho's podcast, and Brody Lee basically implied at the very least that he could probably work New Japan. By the way, Brody Lee and New Japan would be fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like can you imagine Lance Archer in that Hager spot. That would have been perfect
1: yeah, I would have. I would have liked it. Um, I'm going to read you a quote from a a professional wrestler on a podcast this week, and you're going to guess who it is. Okay?
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it.
1: When it was happening, I was living the life. I was partying like every night, getting laid, having a blast, living crazy, and wrestling every night. Which wrestler said this on a podcast this week?
0: Oh man. It's, I, I I know that the answer is going to be hysterical, and I'm going to give you a good follow up anecdote to that. Uh,
1: Let's say James Ellsworth. Oh no, that's problematic. I hope that was not his answer. I hope that is not what he's saying out loud. Uh, cancel James Ellsworth. Good guess though. Good guess, but no. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want another guess? Who? You, you just tell me. I'll never guess. Enzo Amore. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's us. follows me on Twitter. Uh, Does he?
0: Has since his WWE run. Followed me since his WWE run, and like I when he was advice before like everything went down and before Enzo got problematic in his own ways, uh, like I we were. Try to do a story with him, but he never responded to DMs. Um, but yeah, I love that because. So and this is probably a good place to leave off for today. Uh, this reminds me of you remember VH1 behind the music. Yes. Yeah, so like you know they're doing those documentaries. And they, they always like advertise the trailers the same way. It's like it's, I mean, this is this was one of them, and it sounded like what all of them would say, but it's just it's so perfect, right? Because there's you know this guy he's sitting there he's like, the drugs, the women out of control. I, I don't even know how we made that last album because we were just so at each other's th- throats and the party was <laughs> out of control. It was re- ridiculous. And I'm sit- and then <laughs> this is this is it. VH one behind the music. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, all right, like, you know, Motley Crew. Her- I was
1: drinking heroin from a VH1, fire hose. Behind
0: the Yeah, no, VH one behind the music. Train. I hope that's stunned silence right now.
1: Yeah, that is um I
0: <laughs> and so So that's yeah. what made me, that's what made me think of this. When you're telling me this whole story and then you're like Enzo amore and I'm like, Yeah, okay. This say, these these things, this is kind of the same emotion it's provoking.
1: He's just like someone we're gonna look back on because I was a big Enzo defender in his prime run in D because there is only a handful of guys who can control a crowd like Enzo can. Like, it's just how over he yeah. was. Oh, he was legitimately incredible on the microphone. I am just... I was more mad. I'm like, yeah. dude, all you had to do is not be a crazy person behind the scenes and just go... Like, if yeah. you could have been protected or someone just... I wish you had someone to pull him aside when he was younger to be like, dude, you right. have an unreal talent on the mic that no one else... Have you listened to Ricochet talk? Can you, like... You have something that so many professional. Wrestlers, Vince
0: McMahon has, and that's why he's not on television right.
1: anymore. Like you have something that so many people would kill to have. You know how many? It, everybody can be a great professional wrestler. Like that's not that hard to be a really good. And I mean not that hard yeah. in the context of other wrestlers. Like there is so much good wrestling right now. The one thing that makes you stand out is yes. if you can actually work a microphone, because so many cannot do that. So many are so damn bad. That is totally it. true. And you have this thing, this unique time where you're like. You are someone straight out of the 90s that should just be a top dog. Like, you will be able to stand in the mic. Like, it would not be outrageous to see you go one-on-one well, I, with Punk or The Rock on the microphone. Like, you could do that. All you have to do is not be a yeah, crazy I mean, person. Look,
0: at the very least, they, him and Cass could have totally been the new New Age outlaw. Yeah. One guy great on the mic. You know, guy doing the work for them in the ring you can win a lot of tag belts that way and make a lot of money that way and yeah it didn't happen um and on that depressing <laughs> note i think it's all i got right now
1: mike pelucci of the athletic dallas is there anything we should check out from you this week on the athletic.com and if you are not already subscribed subscribe to the athletic and uh do that because they're good people. we Yeah, uh, i mean
0: I, I should say like there are there are not sports right now but we are doing a lot of really good shit still there's all kinds of feature stories we're still doing there's all kinds of bigger picture stuff there's uh so in lieu of actual baseball a bunch of athletic writers are playing out of park baseball which is like the most dementedly deep baseball simulation ever so i'm literally playing through every week of ranger season and writing about it because it's the closest thing we gonna actual baseball you check that out um But yeah, come to the athletic. Like we will keep you entertained.
1: Go do that. I know
0: tons of stuff. And I mean, let's be real. We're still we're still having the NFL draft. There's still gonna be an NBA offseason. You'll have things to read about sports wise. We got you covered.
1: And stay safe, folks. And Mike, stay safe. And we will talk soon, buddy. I got you, Chase. Yes, sir. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you uh to the wonderful guests for coming on today's show. Thank you. Uh, to my wonderful listeners for listening to today's episode. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, If you like today's episode, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple. It would be great. Um, It helps the show continue to grow, and I would very much appreciate it. Uh, You can also support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash chase Thomas writer for as little as $5 a month. It helps the show keep the lights on. So that would be a great help to me as well. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas. You could go to chase Thomas podcast.com, which has all of my stuff, all my episodes ever, um, links to everything that you need. Um, and all of my writing that, uh, I'm doing fairly often these days, um, on the NFL, on NBA, on college football, on pro wrestling. I write about everything. I write a lot. Um, so go read me on that front. So if you're not tired of listening to me, you can also read me. Um, so that's awesome. But, uh, I think that's enough self-promotion from me for one episode. Uh, I hope you continue listening. That would be great. And uh, I will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast.
0: Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran.